following is a continuation in our series looking at the lies that Satan tells us. We hope you enjoy. All right, everybody, we're going to get started. We have a guest speaker tonight. I'd like to introduce Joshua Coleman. If you don't know Joshua, he is the Reformed University Fellowship intern at Rice University doing campus ministry. RUF is the campus ministry of our denomination, and he's doing great work over there in Houston, and he's going to be bringing God's Word to us tonight. So I ask that you would give him your undivided attention as he teaches us from God's Word. Come on, Joshua. Awesome. Thank you. All right, I'm going to open us in prayer, and then we'll get into God's Word. So please bow your heads with me. Father in heaven, Lord, we just come before you, and we're so thankful for your Holy Spirit. And as we open your Word, I ask that you would give me the right words to say. I ask that you would speak through me. I ask that your truth would come through as we study John 8 and that you would sanctify us in your word and your truth, and that we would walk away with just maybe a slightly better picture of who you are for us and to us. Father in heaven, we love you and we praise you, and it's in your name that we pray these things. Amen. All right. Well, tonight we are going to be in John 8, and we're going to look at verses 39 through 47. So I'll read it if y'all just want to follow along. And they answered him, this is the Pharisees, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works that your father did. Then they said to him, We were not born of sexual immorality. We have one Father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, And does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. So, I thought to begin... I would just tell you all a little story, kind of by way of illustration, from one of my favorite books. It's a book called The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. It's a great book. And in that book, it's a book I make a point to read at least once every year. In that book, there's a chapter and a scene where Tom Sawyer and his new kind of significant other friend, Becky, are wandering in a cave. And they have some candles with them, so they're pretty confident, and they kind of start to meander away from the rest of the group. And following the light of those candles, they go through the cave and eventually end up getting lost in the cave, and they can't find their way back. 
and then the light of their candle goes out. So, they're terrified, and they begin to try to grope through the dark. They try to figure out how to get out of the cave, but they're stuck. And right at the moment when they're at their most desperate, and all hope seems lost, Becky has even given up. Actually, Tom sees a distant glimmer of light. And so he begins to walk towards that light, and actually he finds a secret entrance to the cave and is able to go back and get Becky, take her by the hand, and they follow that beam of light out of darkness back into freedom, back into the world. And so as we look at this passage, the the lie that Satan tells us is that we actually know truth better than God does and that we can define truth even better than God can. But that lie is like a candle, right? We may think that we know truth better than God does, but if we place our trust in our definition of truth and we don't actually ground that truth in Scripture, if we don't ground that truth in the character of God, then we will find ourselves in the dark, lost. So, as we look at this passage, really what I want you to see is Satan tells the lie that we can define truth for ourselves, and the problem is when we arrogantly buy into that. So if you look here, Jesus is in a conversation with the Pharisees, and he's just told them right before this that he speaks the words of his father, but that they are trying to kill him. And so in response, they say, well, Abraham is our father. To give you some context, Abraham, one of the first forefathers of the Israelite people, he followed God. And what they're saying when they make this statement is, we actually know truth because we are the descendants of Abraham. And because Abraham followed God, we also follow God. And we actually made a lot of rules that we follow, and we follow those rules better than anybody else. And that, because we're the descendants of Abraham, because we follow all these rules that the people of Abraham have made, we're in the right here. And Jesus' response to them is, if you were Abraham's children, then you would actually do the works that Abraham did. But instead, they're actually, at this time, they're planning to kill Jesus. They're not actually putting their faith in God. They're doing the opposite of that. They're sinning. They're in their sin trying to kill Jesus because he's a threat to their power. And Jesus is pointing out to them that actually they've missed the whole point. Thinking that they're the children of Abraham, they've lost what Abraham did. Abraham followed God, and Jesus himself is God. He's incarnate. He is the truth. Incarnate, made flesh. He is God among us. He's come, and they're completely missing it. Instead of trusting the words of Jesus, trusting the words of God, just as Abraham had faith in the word of God and followed him, they're doing the exact opposite. Um, so that's the problem. They're, they're arrogant, and they believe in their own truth. They've, they've, they've made rules for themselves that they've believed in, and they've missed the truth of God. 
I don't know about y'all, but the times that it is hardest for me to hear the truth are the times when I am most sure that I'm right and I believe something else. I remember this one time, my roommate and me, his name is Caleb, we were sitting on the couch, we were watching an NBA basketball game, and we started arguing about one of the players, how many points they had. And we argued for about 15 minutes, because I was sure that I knew how many points he had had, because I had checked the score earlier, I was like, no, he's playing terrible, he doesn't have any points. And Caleb was like, no, dude, he's playing really well. And we had this long argument, stopped even focusing on the game, and then finally I was like, I'm going to Google this and show you how wrong you are. Well, I Googled it and he had 30 points. So then I just looked like a complete idiot. But the thing was, the reason I couldn't actually even see the truth that was right in front of me was I was already so locked in on what I already thought. I thought I was right, and in my arrogance, I actually missed the truth that was right in front of me. And so that's actually what's happened to these Pharisees as well. They've missed the truth that is right in front of them, that Jesus is king, that Jesus is actually God. Moving down in the passage, what we see is Jesus continues to rebuke them, saying, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God, and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but God sent me. And then after that, he says, it is because you cannot bear to hear my word that you don't hear the truth that I'm telling you. So when we get into this place where we are just focused in on what we believe to be, and we're actually not willing to listen, when we're not willing to be in relationship and have that discussion with the person across from us, or in this case with God himself, with scripture, which is God's word, that's when we can begin to go astray. We really need to ground ourselves in the truth of God's word in scripture and in relationship with Jesus. So now we get to the solution, because the solution to this problem is actually that we have to look to God. He is the fountainhead of truth. He is the source of truth. And who is God? God is actually Jesus. So what's the solution to the lie that Satan tells that we can define our own truth? The solution actually is that we need to go to God's Word and look at Jesus. Because when we look at Jesus, the lies that Satan tells us begin to melt away. Just like darkness, when light springs forth. The darkness always melts away. Satan is the father of lies, and his goal is always to pit us against God's truth. You see that here in verse 44, where he says, to the Pharisees, your father is the devil, and you do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. So Satan's goal is always to get us away from the truth. His goal is always to pit us against God's truth because he's a murderer, because he is full of deceit. When he lies, he speaks his own native language. And so this actually is referring back to Genesis 3. If you remember the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve are in perfect relationship with God, what does Satan do? He comes and he tells them, does God really have your best interest at heart? Did God really say, no, you will not surely die? He's twisting God's truth. And in doing so, he tricks them. 
they fall into sin, they cease to trust God, they believe that they can decide for themselves what's his lie is that you could be like God. You could define good and evil, right? You could define what's true. And believing that lie, they fall into sin. And actually, that's why Satan is a murderer, is because now every person that's ever died has died because of the fall, because of that lie that Satan told. He's actually murdered the whole human race. We all now have to suffer and work through the problems that come along with the fall, but thanks be to God, he did not leave us in that estate, in that position. So, now we get a little bit deeper into our text near the end here. Jesus says, whoever is of God hears the words of God. And what Jesus is saying here is, actually the, the solution to Satan's lies is that we have to go back to the source of truth. We have to go back to the fountainhead of truth. Jesus says in John 3:33 he who has received his testimony has set his seal to this that God is true in John 7:28 Jesus cried out in the temple saying you both know me and you know where I am from and I have not come of myself but he who sent me is true whom you do not know and so what's Jesus's point in both of those previous passages his point was that God is true. God is the fountainhead of all truth. And so we have to return to Jesus if we're going to be able to see through the lies of Satan. Now, the question that might be going through your mind, if you're like me, is how do you know that Jesus is trustworthy? How do you know that Jesus is someone whose word you can depend on? You can say, well, trust the Bible, but how do you know that the Bible is, is trustworthy? And the answer to that is actually the cross. The answer to that is that when we were believing lies, when we were in darkness, God so loved the world that he sent his only son for us. I want you to get this point. You'll be in darkness unless you put your trust in the truth of Jesus. And he actually loves you so much. The greatest lie that Satan could tell you is that Jesus does not love you. And that is not true. Because when we were at our worst, when we were trusting our own half-truths, when we were in darkness, not knowing the truth, God actually came for us in the person of Jesus. He came down from heaven... He took on human flesh. And why did he do that? He did that so that we might know the truth and so that we might actually be able to trust in Jesus to have relationship with God, true relationship with God. Jesus is our truth. He came down in the form of a man to be a light for us in darkness, just like the light that led Tom and Becky out of that cave. He is a light for us that guides us into new relationship with God. And when Jesus came down, he didn't just come and suffer with us. Every single thing that he said was true. He spoke the truth perfectly. He lived a perfect life that we couldn't live. And then he even died. Jesus says in this passage to the Pharisees, you're not doing the works of Abraham. You're seeking to kill me. Well, these Pharisees actually would succeed in killing Jesus. 
they thought that they had the victory at that moment. But what they did not know is that Jesus actually came to die, that that was his goal the whole time. And the reason he would die is so that he could free us from our sin. On that cross, he actually took the punishment for our sin, for all the lies that we've believed, all the lies that we've told. And in that moment, when God's wrath fell on him, that punishment will not ever fall on us again if we will put our trust in Jesus. So that's, that's all I've got for us tonight. I really want you, if there's one takeaway from this passage, what I want you to know is that Jesus is trustworthy. The reason you can trust him is because he would even lay down his own life for you. He loves you. He loves you so much. Please bow your heads and pray with me. Father in heaven, um, I'm I'm getting emotional thinking about the gospel. But thank you that you love us. Thank you that your truth is is never able to be assuaged by the lies of Satan. Thank you that you came and died on a cross for us so that we might truly have relationship with you, so that we might be freed from darkness and lies and sin, and so that we might actually enter into the kingdom of heaven, saved from our sin. Father, I pray and ask that as we go forth, that we would trust you more deeply and follow you. In your name that we pray these things. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful for you. Please keep an eye out for more audio upcoming from WYM.